When you went on your first camping trip, you probably did like everyone else, where you gathered a bunch of odds and ends in terms of gear from friends, family members, took, you know, your very precious budget and purchased the rest of the essential with whatever you could afford, hit the trail, uh, had the experience that you had. But probably when you came home, the first thing that you started to do is kind of revisit how the gear that you brought out there, especially if you went out with people that were pretty seasoned campers, how you could see that their gear was pretty awesome and it made their lives a little easier and a little bit more comfortable and maybe it made camp a little bit more enjoyable. So you started to do a lot of research about gear only to realize how expensive gear actually is, good gear, how expensive it is. So then you looked at a bunch of like cheap version of the same gear and probably spent way too much money, more than you're ever willing to admit, on cheap gear to then realize that it still wasn't doing exactly what you wanted it to do. So then you went back, even though you wasted a bunch of money, you went back at purchasing the right gear slowly one at a time. And today I'm hoping to save you all the hassle, the hard work, because I want to share with you the gear I wish I would have bought from the beginning. This place is on the map, the adventure map. Welcome to the Marty Morissette audio experience <laughs> let's go Woo! welcome back outdoor nation super pumped to be here hopefully you guys had a wonderful week a wonderful day i'm having fun here it is uh, we're just around the corner essentially from like you know at the time of this taping black friday christmas is coming after that and i know that for a lot of you maybe you're looking to buy some you know some new gear with the deals coming up maybe you're hoping that your partner your spouse will you know, see maybe this video, get a couple of ideas so that she can buy or he can buy the right uh, piece of equipment for you for Christmas. Um, nonetheless, I've been using, um, I've had the opportunity to use a lot of different gear, especially the last two summer season, uh, that gear that I've really been bringing with me on every single one of my trips um, that I've actually really, really enjoyed. And today I want to share with you, I think I have like 16 pieces of gear that I'm going to share with you that I, you know, they range a lot in prices, uh, but these are all like staples. I never leave without them sort of deal. And um, I know that a lot of you guys are often looking at like, what should I buy? Should I buy this or that? And, and uh, all of the gear that I'm going to be sharing with you today is all gear that I've been using. Like I said, like really in a committed way for the past, um, at least for two seasons minimum for most most of this gear, some of the gear I've been using for even longer. And I really, really vouch for, so if you're in the market for any of these styles of gear, I think you're going to find this extremely valuable. All of the gear I'll be talking about, especially if you're on the road, you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and not on YouTube, uh, all the gear uh, will be listed on my website, martymorsett.com slash summer gear. Uh, all the gear we're going to be talking about, where I'm going to be pulling out of there. And um, just a little kind of disclaimer, all the links that are on that website are obviously affiliate links, meaning when you buy using those links, it doesn't cost you anything else, but I do get a small commission off of those sales. It's a great way to support me if you wish to. And I wanted to make sure I was transparent with everybody here about that. So uh, let's, uh, without further ado, let's uh, kind of jump into this list here. I've got my computer open. I'll be sharing my screen for the folks at home. So like I said, on my website, martymorissette.com slash summer gear. And um uh, the first, um, the first couple of pieces of gear I want to talk about is something that 
Man, I really wish I would have started uh, my camping, you know, when I started to camp. I wish I would have invested money into this because, um, you know, bug protection can be, especially when you're younger, you can feel like, you know, you're invincible and mosquitoes don't bother me. And then you can sit and stand in, in a <laughs> bug infested area and you're trying to tough it out. You know, camping is about comfort. Camping is about having fun. Camping is about, um, you know, enjoying yourself out there. And bug protection is, is, is massive to that. You know, it can, bugs can really ruin a trip. Uh, they can make it really uncomfortable for folks, that, for, for, for people. And, uh, for me, uh, one of the biggest piece of gear that i i cannot recommend enough for people to get is the uh eureka ct13 the bug shelter which is right here and um you know the this bug shelter is fantastic because as you can see in this picture here it's pitched with two poles but what i like about it is that you can literally just you know remove the end poles here and there and uh, just tie it to a tree like you would a tarp. Because this bug shelter, not only is it a bug shelter, it's also a tarp. And that is, you know, everybody kind of needs a good tarp out in the backcountry. And if you don't have a tarp yet and you don't have the bug shelter, to me, I think that buying the bug shelter that comes with the tarp is probably the best thing you could do because you'll have like this one piece of gear that'll serve for two different things. And, uh, you know, this bug shelter here, the CT-13, which is the larger version of them all, um, I think gives you a 9 by 9 on the ground. You know, you can ease, you can be really comfortable with four and some gear. You'll be protected by the wind, uh, by the by the rain, and then mostly protected by the, by the bugs. And it's super easy to pitch. All you need is, you know, two trees or four trees. You just pitch it out at each corner, and it works so well. It just really makes spending you know especially the end of may early june when the bugs are at its worst or you know you go out with kids and maybe you know my kids they don't like the bugs you know we were up north uh this summer on the mistesibi river in the boreal forest and the bugs was really a challenge for them and to be able to provide them with like a little nine by nine like heaven no bugs we can just play cards cook in there and uh and just like hang out at the end of a long day on the water is uh was phenomenal and i really like this piece of gear is one of my favorite piece of gear of all time i cannot recommend it enough uh so um yeah i would really highly recommend that along with that in terms of bug protection uh there's also the original bug shirt that i really recommend so when you're at camp and you want to you know you set up your bug shelter that's great you've got that for you but when you're traveling during the day and you're doing portages or even like if you're backpacking in really bug infested uh, times um the original bug shirt makes traveling in the bush when the bugs are unbearable actually not only doable it makes it enjoyable to be out there in those times and uh, sure, it's a little hot. Honestly, it's like wearing. It feels like you're wearing a, a you know, like a full like, um, like a, like a garbage bag over top of you. At some, in some sense, like you'll get pretty sweaty in there, and you got to be careful with like heat exhaustion, especially if it's super, super hot. But at the end of the day, it's like I can't believe I went like 10, 15 years. Oh, I went 20 years without having one of those. This really, really changed the game. Uh, you're, you know, you put it on before your portages. I use in really heavy bug, bug season. I leave it on all day long. I take the hood off when I need it, put the hood back on, do my things. I get to camp. I already have it on. I'm protected. We set up the bug shelter. Once the bug shelter is up, boom, take it off in there, change, uh, 
really like I can't like that one as well. Like I really can't recommend it enough because I have seen grown men lose their crap, like lose their mind because of um, because of how bugs were bad and. Uh, something like this really makes the world of difference. It makes it enjoyable to be out there in those times. Uh, so I would highly recommend those two pieces of items to protect yourself from bugs because I much prefer using this to like chemicals that you put on your skin and, you know, then you you absorb that in your body, which is, you know, not really good. DEET is definitely not good for you. And then also when you're in the water, around the water, that, that, that chemical goes into the water. To me, like these solutions there are, you know, by far the best. So really really appreciate it the other thing too with the uh, eureka uh, the eureka bug shelter which i'll get into this as well but because the way the zipper is set up you can actually pitch a hammock inside of it and i'll talk about this uh in just a little uh, second because um the next item that i want to talk about i'm kind of jumping back and forth is the AquaQuest tarp having a good guide tarp out in the backcountry is honestly like essential it's essential because if you're going to be going out and if you're going out on your own, I can understand that you might not want need a tarp because, you know, you're just going to cook in your vestibule, put your food away, go to bed, hang out by yourself in your tarp if it rains. But if you're going to be out with a group of people, having a nice 10 by 10 guide tarp with enough loops all around it, as you can see, like this tarp, what I like about it is there's a bunch of attachment all around it, which gives you the opportunity to pitch this tarp in whatever configuration you want. This, this tarp, I've had this one for three years myself, used it every single time. I use it in the wintertime. I use it in the, like all the time. And it's in perfect shape still. Uh, and I absolutely, absolutely love it. You know, having a nice tarp like this and learning how to pitch it uh, can really, you know, make uh, a rainy night at camp enjoyable with, you know, two, three of your friends where you're just hanging out under a tarp and just, you know, shooting the shit and catching up or whatever and it's it just you know without a tarp then everybody's got to go in their own tents and you really lose the community aspect of uh of a camping trip and uh, a tarp just kind of allows you to be able to do that so uh a lot of people ask me which tarp to get to me the 10 by 10 aquaquest tarp guide tarp is kind of the best ratio for um it being super um uh, strong and robust. Like I, like I said, I've been using it for three years and it's worked really, really well. And it has all the attachment, like the little loops all around to do whatever configuration that you want. And 10 by 10, just, you know, 10 by 10, four people without gear works, uh, three people with a little bit of gear works as well. So it seems to be like a, a good size to have for most, you know, most parties to go out with, or at least you can bring a handful, a few, if, if more than one person has it. This, uh, I, you know, I relied on my buddy Pierre-Antoine for way too long before I bought mine. And ever since I bought mine, I've used it almost every every trip, even though he has his as well. Uh, it's just super versatile to use. So um, I love it, love it, love it. Definitely recommend that. The next piece of gear uh, wanna, you know, that I wish I would have bought sooner is, um, is actually a hammock. Uh, one of the big things for me when I was 26 maybe, the years are all merging together now. But when I was, uh, I think I was about 26, 27, uh, I got hit by a car on the road when I was uh, riding my 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 um, bicycle. So I was riding back from work on the road with my bicycle. And uh, at an intersection, uh, light was green. I go through the intersection and then it was kind of bumper to bumper traffic. And, you know, one of the car 
just decided to turn into the intersection, but I was already halfway through the intersection. And it, the way that, you know, the person accelerated, it felt like she was just annoyed that she wasn't, excuse me, in bumper to bumper traffic. So anyways, long story short, she, I, I didn't hit her. She ran me over essentially. So I roll over top of the, of the, of the, of the hood and just kind of bike went one way, bent in half. I tumbled the other way. I was pretty lucky in the moment. Like I didn't get any major injuries, but it wasn't long after uh, the event that I realized how much my lower back got a pretty big hit out of this. Once the adrenaline, adrenaline kind of settled and all that and uh, sleeping on the ground. And even before that, my lower back was always, you know, pretty fragile. Uh, but, uh, my lower back has just always been kind of a mess since now fast forward, you know, nine years later, I'm still sleeping on the ground, uh, in a tent. I love camping. I just can't get enough of it. So like I, I'd make do with it, but even though with really good sleeping pads and good sleeping techniques, sleeping has always been a bit of a challenge for me until this year, I tried the hammock gear, uh, a gear, like a hammock from hammock gear. It's the circadian, uh, hammock, um, uh, full transparency. They sent it to me. Uh, I reached out because I wanted to try it out. And I don't have a ton of experience with hammock, but I can tell you that I've absolutely loved my experience with this one. Really, dude, for anybody who doesn't like sleeping on the ground when they're out camping or go camping and just kind of makes do with it the way I have, maybe you wake up, you're stiff, you're sore, which was one of my biggest issue. Maybe you just don't sleep very well. Um, the hammock for me like gave me a whole second breath of like being able to go out like it's just like i'm so so thankful that i tried a hammock this summer because i went from like sleeping on the ground and waking up stiff and waking up three four times a night because you know i my arms would go numb so i turn over and then sleep on the other side my other arms would go numb and just kind of continuously flip like that to being able to spend a full night without interruptions without having to get up uh, or wake up at all from from discomfort and waking up without my back and my body being stiff. This was just like this 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 thing this year was just a major major game changer for me. And um, like I said, I don't have a ton of experience with with hammock, uh, so I hammock, so I can't really tell you which one to get. But the circadian hammock uh, from Hammock Gear worked really really well for me. Um, you know, there's if you're looking into getting into hammock camping, make sure to do your research in terms of like how to use it how to pitch it uh it does require and that's the most important thing i have to tell you is that it does require an a, a learning period like you're gonna have to figure it out it won't just like happen perfectly the first night like i had to sleep in mine like three four times in my basement here to test out different pitch uh way, ways to pitch it and all that uh you really got to dial it in but once you have it dialed in at least for me it was an absolute absolute game changer so i highly recommend it the circadian uh um uh hammock and it's super lightweight super small comes with everything that you need suspension system and uh you just kind of you know hook it up to one tree to the other tree there's a ridge line here that kind of gives it, its structure and it comes with the bug net included and then for me what i did because i didn't have like the tarps that didn't send me a tarp or anything else i matched it for a lot of the summer with the aquaquest tarp or, like I said earlier, and, and if ever you go hammock camping, eventually, for me, like, that was, like, the biggest, like, mind-blowing experience of the entire summer, is you combine your hammock with the Eureka CT-13 bug shelter, and that is just awesome. 
a little, you know, for backpackers, way too heavy. I understand that. But for, <laughs> but for, but for canoe campers, this is heaven because you get the luxury of sleeping in a hammock, but you're within a bug, a 10 by 10 bug shelter area. So when you get, you know, you, you finish your long down the water, you can go in, you can get changed in a place where there won't be any bugs because changing in a hammock, honestly, it's next to impossible. So you do have to kind of change underneath your tarp. And if there's bugs, you kind of have to deal with it. But with the bug CT, a 13 bug, sh uh, bug shelter from Eureka, you, you can just have both and it's awesome. And uh, the way it works is that at the end, there's like a triple zipper. So you can actually like kind of allow for your suspension to go out to the trees and then still zip on both sides and, and just unzip it. It's fantastic. Go check it out. Highly recommend that, that, that combo. If not with the 10 by 10 AquaQuest tarp, it worked really well for me as well. Okay, moving right along. Uh, still in the, in, the, in the kind of the concept of um, comfort. Um, one of the, you know, one of my favorite gear of all time and nobody uses it. I and I've made a couple of videos, but I talk about it all the time. I still see very few people using it, and that is for me the Thermos Trekker chair right here. And the Thermos Trekker chair, I've tested it out. Uh, it comes in two different sizes, in the uh, twenty inch or the twenty five inch, and uh, you know that's really to accommodate most sizes of sleeping pad. Uh, of course, these are designed to work with the Neo Air series of Thermarest, which I do have both, but I also have other pads um, with the baffles that are running the other way around that I've tried in it that works really well. The only thing that that I've found that with my test that I've had to worry about is, is it a 20-inch pad or a 25-inch pad? And depending on that, you can kind of select whatever one you want here uh, just a little side note if you're on youtube you're watching this maybe you're uh you, you live in the states or anywhere else in the world all of these links as you can see when i click on them they go to the canadian options for me because i live in canada but if you live in the u.s it'll bring you to the u.s option or if you're in europe it'll bring you to the europe option so so it'll kind of go it'll do that for you um but yeah the thermos striker chair dude it's one pound one pound so light uh, and then it, you repurpose your sleeping pad into a chair by, you know, it's essentially like a sling that you put over the sleeping pad. You fold the sleeping pad in over. Again, you got to, you know, it's a little finicky at first. You have to dial it in, figure it out. Once you do, it is, to me, in my opinion, the most comfortable chair that you can have. Uh, first of all, like, you know, you've got something really cushy that you're, you're, you're sitting on. And second, one of the biggest thing that a, a lot of, or the biggest complaint about camp chairs usually is how cold you get in your chair, because there's no insulation in a chair. Usually if you have any other camping chair, you know, usually your butt gets cold a little bit. So people put a, a you know, an ass pad, uh, in there to, to kind of keep your butt a little warm, but this Dude, this is literally your sleeping pad. So if you like when you use it, like I have my winter version of this with my thermrest and with a, I don't know, the R value is like six point. I don't, it's the warmest, it's very warm pad. You can sit in a snowbank with this and you're warm. Uh, you know, if there's a wind and on your back, you don't feel it because it's a full sleeping pad behind you. It really like the warmth that you get and the comfort that you get from it. Personally, it's a game changer. And it's only one pound and you repurpose something that you're already bringing, which is your sleeping pad. Um, it's like the oldest model, like, you know, my cousin and my, my, my friend Guillaume, um, and you know, I've seen people use a version of this like 25 years ago from Thermarest. It just never picked up. 
And honestly, I don't know why. This is an even, you know, better version, super lightweight, super durable, protects your pad underneath it. I don't think that you have to worry about it. I've been using it for three years now, never punctured a pad at all. Uh, and even, you know, if you puncture a pad, repairing a pad in the field is from a puncture is really not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, but I've never had any issue. Love that chair. Really, I really recommend it. This one is like, I, I never leave without it as well. Now, you know, uh, the next kind of part of this whole uh, uh, kind of gear uh, that I wish I would have bought sooner is uh, more around cooking. Cooking for me in the backcountry is something that, you know, once upon a time I didn't care at all. And now it's something that I actually care a lot about. I think it's a great way to create a sense of community when you're out on your trips with the rest of the folks that you're out there with. It brings people together. I love doing communal uh, meal plans together so we can all kind of you know work together and at prepping some really good food and there's something really there's something very romantic maybe or something that I really appreciate being able to eat real good fresh food on a fifth day of a canoe trip you know what I mean like <laughs> you're like five days deep into the bush and then you just like you manage to be able to cook some really nice food um uh instead of just eating freeze-dried meal foods which i don't have much issues with that either it's just like there's something really nice about being able to to do that and um uh, some of these items that i'm going to show here are are some that that have you know given me the opportunity to do that uh so for a lot of canoe campers or campers out there you know even if you're car campers having a, a nice grill for your uh for uh to cook over top of the fire or something that you know i've i don't know for me i've tried many many different kinds of grills i've purchased many ones uh but uh bdq here a barbecue sent me oh yeah, my my internet is set up in french here actually let's see if we can change this if you're watching here on on uh on youtube the shared screen there we go let's put it in english boom the bdq stainless steel ultra compact portable lightweight camping grill I love that grill. Um, it packs up to about this big. It's a cube about this big. It's not the lightest. I mean, it's stainless steel and there's a lot of metal to it, but it's also like not crazy heavy. But like if you're looking for something ultralight, you're just not bringing a grill, let's be honest. Uh, but I love how it's compactable and how you can unfold it to you. Like, look at the size of this thing. There's a full on 10 inch skillet and next to it, probably a 12 inch uh, pot on it. You know, you can easily put, it comes in a, sorry, it comes in a little bag like this when it's all packed away. Look at how much food you can put on this. Like, look at the size of the steak, halves, halves of, uh, of peppers, a little bit of bread. I love how this whole thing kind of unfolds and then boom, opens up uh, one, one other step. And it gives you so much room with adjustable legs on, on four legs. Uh, gives you so much room to actually be able to have a real fire underneath. Because I find a lot of the grills, the, the legs are just so short most of the time. So you can actually have a fire underneath. And you can actually have more than one piece of steak on it. It's just this big. Fantastic, fantastic grill. My favorite grill for the backcountry ever. Love this thing. Uh, even if it if if I break mine eventually, which I don't know why it would break. But, you know, someone stepped on it, steps on it when they don't see it or whatever. I would buy the same grill. This is like, this is the grill I've been looking for for years absolutely love it and um you know you you compound on that um 
something that I, you know, in terms of cooking that I've also added to my list of things is a proper skillet uh, or like a frying pan, I, actually, I should say. And that, you know, really, I've tried, you know, only one or two in the past. But what I've found is the GSI frying pans to, to work the best at, at 25 centimeters. I think it's 10 inch, which is the size that I just really enjoy myself. There's nothing special to it. It's just a frying pan, stainless steel with a nonstick bottom. You can fold the fold the um the um the handle onto it you know i've used mine on the fire it's all black <laughs> and, and pretty used by now uh use mine on the fire i've used mine on my stove it works really well i love it honestly like a frying pan just allows you to to do so much more cooking um and if you're looking to step up your cooking game and all you have is pots Really, like a frying pan is a great way to step it up. You can make pizzas in this. You know, you guys have seen my famous like non-pizzas. Or you can make like fajitas. You can make whatever. Like you can fry vegetables in there. It's a, it's just an awesome, awesome piece of gear to have for your kitchen in the backcountry. And, uh, you know, I've always been super satisfied with the GSI pan. So check it out. Then along with that, and I only got this last year. Actually, a year ago today. And uh, it's one of those utensils that I really wish I would have bought a long time ago because I've tried to, you know, and, and they are the GSI Outdoor uh, Pivot uh, Tongs. And they are great. They're great because they fold on themselves. They, they're very small, uh, very lightweight, pretty durable. So far, I have no issues with it. But having tongs that are just this compact in the backcountry just makes cooking on the fire so much easier, especially if you combine combine it with the grill or if you make meat, if you make, if you cook meat in your skillet, man, the tongs are awesome. Um, you know, it's super not necessary necessarily, but you know, like for me, I already had the spoon and the, and the spatula and the tongs was just like an amazing add on to the whole kit. Um, like I said, if you're into cooking, you want to try more cooking. This is the way to go. Um, the next two items work really well together. Uh, it's, you know, if you're a coffee lover like I am, you know, having a nice coffee mug is great. I drank my coffee in a little, uh, you know, um, stainless steel or a little titanium mug forever. And the, the coffee goes cold so fast. So eventually I got uh, fed up with that and I decided to buy myself a mug, but I wanted like, you know, a pretty lightweight mug, but also like a mug where, you know, uh, it would keep uh, my my coffee in the morning a little warmer. And if ever I spill it, it doesn't spill all over, all over me or in the, or in the, um, in the, in the canoe. So I landed on the GSI Infinity Backpacker Mug. You know, it's just, it's a coffee mug. I love it. It just works well. You can spill it. You know, it can fall over at the bottom of the canoe. Nothing spills. Uh, it holds up pretty well. I don't know. What else can you say about a coffee mug? I like it. If you're looking for a backpacking coffee mug, that's the one that I've enjoyed. But if you tag that along with the, um, with the GSI Java Drip, which is essentially the way I, my preferred way to make a coffee, which is just an ultralight reusable coffee filter, you know, drip filter, pour on top. I love this. You know, you can bring nice, nice grounded uh, coffee beans. You put it in there, you pour over top your hot water into your mug. Now you've got really nice coffee. You're moving away from the instant coffee. I drank way too much instant coffee for way too long camping. This is unnecessary. This Java drip there weighs nothing. It's fantastic. And to clean it up, honestly, like coffee ground grinds, uh, uh, grounds, coffee grinds, 
Anyways, coffee beans, once they're used, it's like one of the, like we put this in the compost all the time. It, it composts really, really easily. You dig a little hole. You can just dig it a little hole uh, in the ground. You put put it in there, tap it over, super easy to dispose. And then just with, you know, your water bottle, you can just kind of rinse it. And I personally don't even rinse it. I just shake it out for the whole trip and I reuse it every, it's, 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 it works well. It's perfect. My favorite way to make coffee, you combine that with a coffee mug. Mm. Excellent. I'm going to jump ahead here um, also for, you know, before I go into the headlamp here, but um, having a kettle in my cook kit, you know, in most of the camping pots, you'll have like three different kinds of size of pots into one. What I usually do myself is I remove the, the smaller version, the smaller one of the pot, and I put a kettle in there. And uh, I got the kettle because especially in the wintertime when you boil a lot of water and you melt a lot of snow, I just really appreciated having a nice little spout so that it's not as dangerous to pour the hot water. And uh, from that moment on, as soon as I got mine, which is very similar to this, I've always been using it like summer, winter, all the time. I just, if you're going to be boiling water, having a nice little spout to be able to pour it out of just makes it so much safer, especially with kids around. And uh, it's just, it's a piece of item that I use all the time. Like in my kitchen, like that's what I use all the time. I use this, the bigger pot in this, in this, in the frying pan. It's a great, great combo of them all. Absolutely love it. Just, it just works really well. Now, in terms of that headlamp, a lot of people ask me, like, what's the best headlamp that you can buy and all that? And uh, a couple of years ago, I, I landed on this company here, Phoenix, and this particular headlamp here, the HM50R V2.0 headlamp. It's a bit of an expensive headlamp, uh, not going to lie, but it is so small, so lightweight, made of aluminum the whole way through, fully sealed. It goes underwater. I can't remember all the exact details. I'm not the best at this, but um, it is just like the perfect, perfect headlamp um, because it just has all the features. Like if you're looking for the one all be all, and I've tried many headlamps in my life, like way too many headlamps because I end up losing them or my kids take them and they don't bring them back. This headlamp here though is the last one you should have to buy unless your kid take it and they don't bring it back <laughs> obviously but uh oh i have i have i have mine right here uh i have three of them actually i really really enjoy them uh they're super super tiny and they have like their their uh lumens on there like is insane i think it, this version goes up to 700 lumens so it goes from 200 to 700 uh you it's a rechargeable usb c uh battery in there and uh you know the this it uh, i only have great things to say uh it, it it adjusts really well just all in all like and just super tiny um cuz there's one thing for me for a headlamp that really bothers me especially with the ultralight headlamps is the one that only has like a you know like 3 400 lumens when i'm in the dark and i want to see i want to see this gives me 700 lumens, maybe not for too long, but when I need those 700 lumens because I'm looking for something at the bottom of my tent or trying to walk through a part that's really dark, I always, always really appreciate it. It has a red uh, also function to it. Love this headlamp. If you're looking to buy like the last headlamp of your life because you don't lose your stuff or you don't have kids that steal your stuff or your kids moved out, that's the headlamp. It really is. I, I, and I know it's silly because it's just a headlamp, but when you try it, you know. It's just, you just know. <laughs> 
Moving into uh, kind of the last couple of items uh, for this episode here. Uh, I got to try this year. Level 6 sent me a bunch of their kind of like uh, canoe packs and all that kind of stuff to try out. Uh, very fortunate. And uh, I have to say, I was always super skeptical about like the Algonquin style pack canvas for canoe campers. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that they came with a um, uh, with a with a roll top bag in there, like a dry bag in there. So I was always kind of confused as to how things would stay dry in there. So, for example, in the big version, I think the 115 liters, it's got two 60 liter roll top dry bag in there, and a massive bag. But I used uh, the excuse me, I used the level six Algonquin pack all summer long. Like I, I used it on every single one of my trips all summer long. I think they're on sale right now at, at MEC. And, uh, you know, and before using those packs, I used to use uh, the uh, MEC, the MEC slog pack. So the, the really big kind of uh, dry bag, roll top bag that turns into a backpack that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, but um, I also really, really enjoyed this bag. Honestly, I don't think that they're necessarily one is better than the other. At 150 bucks, I mean, like it doesn't get much better than this in terms of like keeping your 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 gear dry. Both of them will do that. I mean, roll top bags have their limits; they're not fully dunk proof, so even the slug is not fully dunk proof. Uh, but they work really well. Uh, some of the stuff that I really enjoyed with this uh, with this particular bag is first of all, the comfort was great zero nothing to say about the comfort it took a really heavy load uh what i like about it as well is because there's a bunch of attachment on the outside you can actually strap stuff on the outside like like your um whatever you might want to strap like a water bottle or something like that when you're portaging which you know the slug is really limited to attachment on the outside which is something that bothers me the other thing too is that the flap on top it's hard to uh, explain but it's like you know like it's like a bag with a big flap on top with three buckles uh what i like about that is that you can actually open it and like let's say you want to remove your life jacket on your portage you can actually kind of stuff it in there and just clip it down over top of it uh which is super awesome because i you always end up trying to clip your your life jacket at the on the outside of your bag somewhere and uh it's always been super annoying to me so i end up wearing my life jacket during portages which is super uncomfortable but this allows you to do that which is great another thing that's really cool about a pack like this that i never considered before is that you can put the stuff that you want dry in the dry bags but there's still room within that big pouch that big bag so like you know like stuff like your your gas canister, or maybe, uh, maybe like, you know, maybe your camping chair where you don't really care if it gets wet, or maybe like whatever you might not care that it gets wet. Uh, because, you know, like your tarp, like uh, your tarp doesn't really matter if it gets wet. It's going to, if it's wet, you just open it up, you pitch it, and then you're dry underneath the wet tarp. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and you run out, it, let's say you run out of room in the roll top bag inside of it. Then you have all this extra room to add stuff that, you know, that you don't really care if they get wet. And I found myself using that like constantly, like the poles for my tent were there all the time. My little Thermrest trucker, trekker chair, I didn't care if it got wet because it's such a light material. It dries really fast. Um, all these little things. And uh, turns out that, you know, it just becomes way more, versatile than a regular roll top bag especially if you go with big groups of people the other thing with this bag is instead of having one big bag of 120 liters you have two bags of 60 liters and that is actually 
great just for organization purposes. So I really enjoyed these bags. Uh, they have them in two different sizes: fifty-five pound, uh, fifty-five. I think it's sixty liter and one hundred twenty liters. Uh, the bigger bag, the new version now is bigger, like the blue version here. Along with that, if you're looking for a barrel harness, uh, you know I'm going to skip over top of this pretty fast. It's just a barrel harness, but the level six badass harness uh it's just really affordable and super comfortable and i've been using two for the past two years i just throw them around <laughs> like crazy on on whitewater trips they get banged up quite a bit and they held up really really well i'm very very pleased with it uh so if you're looking for a barrel harness i just find like for 140 bucks like i said like it's very affordable the other ones are way more expensive uh what i've, I've found on the market and i'm can't really say that they're necessarily better. Like, you know, it's a barrel harness. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, and then the last two things are just like kind of like cheaper options, but I really also like the Bigfoot Bushcraft little fire plugs, fire starters. Uh, I like to have those in my kit, uh, safety kit. If ever you you need to start a fire real fast, it's like the whole thing can be submerged underwater and they're fire starters that work really, really well. They'll take a spark really easily. I absolutely, absolutely love these things. They'll burn for five minutes. Uh, I think uh, they're just super worth having in your emergency pack or just, you know, it's a it's a fun way to start a fire as well. Nothing wrong with that. And then in terms of uh, the last item here is uh, the more knives. I've tried many, many, many different knives in the past, like, 15, 20 years. And I've always been super disappointed uh, at all the knives. And I've spent, you know, 50, 75 bucks on knives and been disappointed. And I just landed at the end of the day from, you know, different friends using it and and my own experience with, with a few of them. And honestly, like, if you're looking for a nice little fixed blade knife for the for backcountry camping the more knife uh, companion fixed blade outdoor uh, knife is awesome it's 26 bucks super cheap it cuts really well does everything that you need uh, unless you're really into bushcrafting and you want to do a bunch of crazy stuff like for 98 percent of all the things you'll ever need a knife for this will do a fantastic job for you uh, it's not a full tang uh, but i still have baton with it didn't break on me so uh, not that I want to say I recommend to do baiting with it, but if you want to with small stuff, I don't think it'll be much of an issue. They're great little knives, super durable, well-made. Can't complain about it. And that's kind of like this long extended list of gear that I wish I would have bought sooner. <laughs> I wanted to share with you kind of my staples of this summer. Hopefully you guys found that valuable. Like I said, we always question ourselves about gear, what we should get, what's worth it, what's not worth it. All of what I shared with you today come with me on every single one of my trip. I never leave one behind almost. Uh, I love every one of them. And uh, it's gear that uh, has been coming with me for, for a while now that I can't see myself not bringing for the next 5, 10 years until they break, to be honest, or I see something that does a better job at them. Very, very satisfied with all of it. Uh, and um, if you're you know looking for anything of that kind, hopefully that offered kind of some, some options for you to, to think about. So if you're interested, don't forget to check out martymorsetcom slash summer gear. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. So hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.